It's Monday night. It's 6 p.m. Live from Manchester, where past glories are never far away. Manchester United have reached the promised land. History is made. Manchester United are the champions of Europe again. Sitting here looking for an opening. It's Dick off again. 2-0 down. Manchester City have drawn their level. Live from the world's best footballing city. Call now. 0345 treble one seven six two five and have your say. The Excess Manchester Football Social winning with Gowing Law. Good evening. This is the Excess Manchester Football Social. I'm Jim, and this is your place to talk about your team, red or blue. Get involved and have a chat about the weekend's footballing action. The number you need: 0345 treble one seventy six twenty five. Get involved on that. Just costs the same to give us a call as it does to just call a local to your mum or your takeaway or wherever you is you normally phone. Just get involved on today's show. Give us a bell early doors because if you give us a call early, you're guaranteed to get on. 0345 7625 is the number. Moaning, celebrating or just questions for our two legends in the studio this evening. Manchester City's Gary Owen. Evening, Gio. Hi, Jim. How are you, sir? Very good, thank you. And Mickey Thomas from the famous Man United that are now off to Wembley again. How you doing, Mickey? Good evening, Jim. I'm obviously in a little bit of a mask. I've been up with Gio for a couple of days <laughs> celebrating. I have been happy, of course. I have to buy all the drinks for him. It's been lovely to see if he been out with you for three days, he wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a, a Netflix documentary yeah. that we should be making. We're going to be talking about the FA Cup semi-final win over Spurs a little later for Manchester United. They are in their final and chasing a record 20th. FA Cup win, along with the outrageous ticket prices that he touted <laughs> for the final as well. We'll talk about that soon as well. Are the FA taking the Michael with that? 0345 7625 is the number. The text number is 87711. But first, let's talk about the PFA Player of the Year because that has been officially awarded and officially awarded not to Kevin De Bruyne. A record-breaking five players from Man City made it into the PFA Team of the Year last week. Only one from United, Mickey. But the PFA Player of the Year, which is the big one, it didn't end up in this city. Instead, it went up the road to Liverpool and the Egyptian wizard Mo Salah. Do we think that was the right call? Do you think a certain KDB should have picked up that award? 0345 7625 is the number. Gary, right decision? Uh, I'd have to say yes, and this goes against, and I can hear City fans now shouting on the radio, but when I say yes, listen, the team that scores the most goals normally win the league, the player that scores the most goals normally voted for the player of the year, goals are the hardest thing to do, you can ask Mickey, anything in football, the hardest thing to do in football is score, uh, and for him that's not really an out-and-out striker, he's more of a wide player, I mean... 41 goals is phenomenal. Well, not when I say phenomenal, when you think you have to go back to the days of Ian Rush in the 70s, or early 80s, to have got anywhere near it. You're talking many, many years. And the season's not over yet. And We've still got another five yet. games. Hey, listen, <laughs> but as an all-out, all-together football, of course you're going to say Kevin De Bruyne, but I understand why Salah's won it. It's... Uh, De Bruyne is unlucky this year because Salah's scored that many goals. If he'd not scored that many goals, Kevin De Bruyne would have had it. But the goals speak for itself. It's an unbelievable achievement. Achievement. So I can't really argue with it, although I'm disappointed that, that Kevin didn't get it. I'll argue with that, Gus. I'll argue with that because I think, you know, City are champions. Uh, they've won that at a canter. They are, I mean, Liverpool are third in the table. 
Uh, yes, his um, goal was shown to be magnificent, Salah, but for me, because you don't score the goals, you don't really get the credit for what you do through the course of a season. And I'm talking to you, uh, we're both midfield players, we both make goals, and that, the ones that make the goals never get the credit that they deserve. No. Nope. You're um, absolutely right. And the is this Mickey for... defending a Man City play? No, no, I mean, no but as a creator, honest. as Mickey was, yeah. as I was. Yeah, I'm just being brutally honest. And, you know, his input for City has, without doubt, been massive. And what what you see now is what Gary just said, you know, it's hard to argue with 41 goals. Well, I will argue it because I, I'm on the other side of it. I think De Bruyne is probably, for me, Shoots ahead of him in terms of technical ability. Uh, he's got a brain and um, uh, creativity in that. He's, he's created you know, most. Salah's been very fortunate. He's in that uh, formation that they play Liverpool, and it's very accommodating to him. I'm not knocking him. He's a great player, no question. A great goal scorer. But I'm looking on the wider scale, and I'm thinking, really, Kevin De Bruyne would be a little bit disappointed today. I think there's two ways to look at this, and one of them, you look at Salah and KDB as quite different players and at one hand Man City have won the league at a counter and you'd kind of expect the player of the season to then come from Man City but on the other hand if you took that player out of each of those teams would Man City have won the league without Kevin De Bruyne? Well listen I was only having this conversation the other day we couldn't have even imagined playing for any length of time without Aguero or Yaya Torre or Vincent Kompany or Fernandinho mm -hmm. or uh, Sani when he was injured it was so uh, Mendy you couldn't imagine playing but players have come in and, and done the job so when players were missing but Kevin De Bruyne let's not let's not underestimate his uh, his his power and what he's done for us in that team has been phenomenal but when other David Silva when they've been out for lengths of times and missing games other players have come in and the, yeah. and the wagon has just rolled on thankfully we've not we don't have to make that a comparison because he's escaped injuries when some of them, some of the chances went on him might have given him injuries, kept him out. He's played a lot of the games. He's been a fantastic footballer. He's been a joy to watch. The difference also is, as Mickey's saying, is that he's not just outfield player who's attacking. He has to defend an hour at edge of our box. Mm -hmm. He's got to create. He's got to get forward. You know. But I'll still come back to the hardest thing in football is to score score goals. It's the hardest thing to do. And normally, the people that score the most goals, the the people that cost the most money is normally the people that score the goals. The team that wins the premiership is not the team that scores the most goals. The player of the year is normally somebody who scores the most goals. I think the team, the best team, win the premiership. You know, it doesn't lie to the table, is it? You know, they've won it. Um, but the argument, Jim, is obviously fair, I have to say, because I'm looking at it from a different angle. Um, you know, they might not win nothing this season, Liverpool. Yes, it's 41 goals, whatever it is. And Gary said it the other week, and I, I wouldn't disagree with him. He said about it, he won't have that record next year. I don't think yeah. he'll score that many goals. I don't think he'll score that many goals. But, my you know, point but being... I, I just think, you know, you normally give it to the side that wins things, don't you? Yeah, yeah. well, well so you say that, but say when, when Pellegrini came to City, he won, the, he won the League Cup and he won yeah. the League, and they gave the Manager of the Year award to uh, a Pulis. Well, there's still no guarantee. Did Pep get the PFA Manager of the Year? I assume he did. I haven't even checked that I'm result. Right. I, I don't know. My point being, anyway, that Salah, if he was taken out of the Liverpool team, would have far more impact than taking KDB out of the Manchester City team. Mm. And that, if you're looking at individual impacts, 
go some way to explaining why he picked up the PFA. But the no, listen, both were fantastic players. Both had yeah. great seasons. And listen, if Lucky you're, both if, you're if you're a Liverpool fan, you'll argue the the, the point that. Um, uh, Salah should have done because the goals he scored. But guys, you're, the impact you write though is, is Salah because the goals are there mm, for everyone mm. to see. And but both the, the guy that makes the goals and you know has a very much of a influence on on the performances week in week out never really gets that recognition. I mean, the one has some from I think ex players and people like that, but he's been voted against uh, with the PFA Wars and you know the players in that. Division mm. vote for who they think that obviously that more for. Um, but have, they, have they not voted for earlier or something? But they voted for a few months back, yeah. Mm. So weirdly before yeah. the end of the season. But both players, yeah. absolute stone cold evidence of Jose Mourinho's. It's, it's an argument. It's Jose Mourinho's generosity in giving those players to other teams. What a, what a generous man Mourinho is. Mm. And Lukaku, <laughs> Lukaku scored twenty odd thirty goals for United. <laughs> Let's talk to Phil. He's on the phone. He's a blue evening, Phil. Are you sticking up for your man KDB? Do you think he should have had that big old shiny trophy this weekend? I think that individual, it's a team game. And I think that individual awards are like the little uh, little symbols you put on bracelets that you that you tag on to a bracelet. Um, <laughs> I don't begrudge Mo Salary's award for one minute. I, I actually agree with you, Jim, when you said that if you took De Bruyne out of City's team, the impact on the team wouldn't be as great as if you took Salah out of Liverpool. And I think that's probably what's, what's swung you for Salah. To score 40, 40-odd goals in any league... It's absolutely fantastic, any league. But in in the English league, I've got to say, that is something special because, um, yeah, that's not, that's not easy. De Bruyne has been so outstanding. Phil, Phil, sorry to be sorry, but Phil, I mean, right? yeah, you know, Salah for me, Phil, let me say, you're right, you know, an incredible um, return, 41 goals, but without, as you said, being a team and the players in that team to provide those goals. Now, Kevin De Bruyne for City has been magnificent throughout the season, so... His input has been just as much as Salah, but unfortunately the goals people see more of. Yeah, I think that's what swung it, Mickey. Um, De, De Bruyne's in, impact on City has been absolutely... He was at it again yesterday in a match that yeah. didn't really matter. But um, I, you're right, the goal scorers take all the plaudits. I mean, I'd be, mm. interested, I'd be interested to see it was ever won by a goalkeeper. You know, I mean, if a goalkeeper keeps let's say, 27, 28 clean sheets in a season. That's as important as, as, as 35 goals at the other end, isn't it? So, of course. It, I'll tell you what, we're going to find that out. We're going to get James over in the... who's answering the calls today on the social to find out whether the Player of the Year award, the PFA Player of the Year, has ever been won by a goalkeeper. So we're going to find that out for you. So carry on, Phil. I, I do think that De Bruyne will win the football writers. Yeah, I do. I do. I think they'll probably look at it slightly, you know, more from a journalist point of view. So I do think that, um, that Kevin, and, that, and that's fair enough. One for Kevin, one for Salah. Like I say, I don't be good Salah. That he's been magnificent. But you know something, Phil. Let me just say, and um, obviously I wanted Kevin De Bruyne to win it. Of course I did. But when you look at Liverpool, and you think that, you know, we scored 73 goals, they've only scored 43 goals. Uh, the goal difference, sorry, the goal difference of 73 yeah. and 43. The goal difference is 43. So, and they're also 19 points behind us. So that that is a hell of an achievement to think he's not playing in the in the team that's scoring all the goals, in the team that's top of the league. Liverpool are sat in third with a goal difference of 43 and ours of 73. So for him to get 41 goals is some achievement. And listen, I'll take anybody's bet now if you want. He's, he's not going to get near 41 next season. That's a certainty. Well, well that's because he might be a Real Madrid 
Scott. No, no, he's just out of the year. I don't know. I don't think Liverpool will let him go. Um, <laughs> Richard was firmly in my cheek there, boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Phil, cheers for coming on. Appreciate that, mate. And to answer your question, Peter Shilton won the PFA Player of the Year Award in 1978 when he was playing oh, for Forest. That's a long time ago, though, wasn't it? Before it was a while back. Anyway, it was a while anyway, back. Oh, cheers, Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, not before our lifetime. Yeah, we were cleaning it. <laughs> time to go now, Phil. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, Jim. It's here, buddy. Uh, find out. Uh, ask um, James outside, will you? Because this is now this is now evidence every time I put the screen on. Burnley, where are they? Uh, seventh six, position. Seventh. seventh position. How long have Burnley been sat in seventh position? I bet it's it's got to be since early December. Oh, yeah, well, I, I think, think they they've never moved off seven. They've not gone down, they've not gone up. Amazing job from Sean Dice. You've got to see him as a potential for that Arsenal job, haven't you? If they want to no, go to an no, English no, manager, not, not, think, I think Ancelotti. Not, not a chance in that, Jim. I think Ancelotti. Uh, well, probably Ancelotti, probably someone else, but it will not be Sean Dyke for Arsenal. That, that's not for them. They want a high-profile... Yes, yeah, they well need somebody that has, has managed but in Europe and whatever. Expectations at a different level, mm. and Burnley yeah. aren't at the same level as an Arsenal. But if Burnley stay where they are, they could be having away days in Europe next year. Very true. Europa League, because yeah. it yeah. could go down to seventh. But will that act as a distraction then? We've seen it before with the ah, likes of Ipswich. You ask a Burnley fan, they wanna, they've want they never yeah. been in Europe, as far right. as I know of. Get them into Europe, have days out. That's what it's all about. It's no good having a great season and have nothing to show for it apart from finishing away from relegation. You want to have something that. Give you a chance in Europe, of course. Speaking of great seasons, United could have a very <laughs> glittering end to theirs with an FA Cup final against Chelsea. We're going to talk about that soon. Your views on the weekend's game and the ticket prices. 175 quid for some tickets for Wembley <gasps> for the final. 0345 7625 is the number if you want to get involved. 87711 is the text number. We'll get onto that shortly. Before we do, to go back to the PFA Player of the Year debate, when we looked at the Team of the Year, a record-breaking five City players appearing in that team. Mickey, one United player, David De Gea, which is kind of the obvious choice. He is the best keeper in England at the moment. But was it disappointing for a team that's second in the league? You'd expect them, if the team that are winning out of five, you'd expect more red shirts in that team of the year, wouldn't it? Was it disappointing not to see any more United players getting the nod? Or is that a symptomatic of the way United have played this season? No, I've, I've got to have a balance, uh, an opinion here, Jim. And, you know, the team that's winning the league... Rejoice the players should be in that, for me anyway. If you win the league, you would say you're looking at a vast amount from that one side in that city at the top. Um, yes, but, but then if United the second, they should well, the second most players in there. It's very, very difficult in terms of, you know, consistency being uh, performance weekend. Very, very difficult. Um, and De Gea has been outstanding. Is anyone else I would really say that a, a possibility given that 11? No. Lukaku would, Lukaku, would, no, would listen, you'd like him in the 80s. I would say like... Lukaku, but unfortunately, he's going against a guy who scored 41 goals. You it's know? like that Marmite, you either like it or you don't like it. Yes. And then that's with Lukaku. But you can't take away the goals he scored now. The way that, um, that team has been set up is 4 3 3. So the three he's coming up against, and the only one that he could have, mm. have, have replaced, and here we go again, he can't replace Salah. It's 41 goals. No. Carrot plays Kane, he's got 30. 30 odd, whatever he's got, yeah. And then Aguero, the only Aguero, he's probably scored as many, if not more, than Aguero. So it, it could only be Aguero's place that he could have taken. But the the players, obviously, playing against him week in, week out, had, had decided that they were they were the three. And you can't argue yeah. with the three, 
It is essentially meaningless, isn't it, who gets in these PFA teams of the year. Unless it's meaningless, it, it's it's nice meaningless if you're not that. in it. <laughs> but if you're in it, it's definitely, you know. <laughs> On the topic of Lukaku, I was amazed to find out this weekend that he has scored more goals this season than he has in any of his previous seasons. And really yet this season he's had more criticism than any other season he's played. It makes no sense. As you say, Mickey, he's had an astounding season. A lot of criticism he gets because he plays up on his own all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Always on his own. And, yeah. and like at Wembley, uh, Mickey, after the first 20 minutes, United then started to control the game. But second half, when balls were knocked up to Lukaku, he had no, he had no support. He was fighting the long battle up there on his own. He, he worked exceptionally hard. He, did, yeah. he does. He you know, didn't get that credit and that. Yeah, he's judged on goals. And, you know, I have to say, return in goals, guys, has not been bad. You know, I'm just reading something here now, Mickey. And I, I'm, I, listen, unless this is Mourinho doing the mind games again, but he says the club will not be one of the big spenders in the summer transfer market and will only invest the basic to improve our squad. Now, anybody that wow. believes that, if he believes that himself, then he's <laughs> well, definitely said, lost the, I the said plot. at least four to five yeah. players. You know, and he's saying... They won't be one of the big spenders. Sorry, Jose, we don't believe you, mate. We'll turn the attention to the United, the FA Cup, and what the future holds for them very shortly on the Excess Manchester Football Social. Just to answer your question, Gio, how long have Burnley been in seventh position? 15 of the last 16 weeks they have been in seventh position. another week after With my limited secondary modern education, where does that take us back to then? What, 15 weeks? Does that take us back to January or what? Four months or so, isn't it? So, yeah, January, end of January. If you've got any other questions for James, we're keeping him busy answering the phones today. If you've got any like various football trivia you want to know, just let yeah, me know. Yeah, I've we'll, got one for you. We'll set him up. We'll I'll, I'll one. give you one before we go any further. <laughs> Which football club has never been promoted and never been relegated? Don't answer if you know it. Oh, I know this. In 147 yeah. years. No, there you go. I'll tell you what. So, you, James, quickly, Edison, the uh, City goalkeeper, wants to score a goal this season. Would he play him in an outfield position? What a bit disrespectful. No, he will be the Alex Stepney of Manchester City because Alex Stepney at one time when he was at United, yeah, and, and I spoke to Alex numerous times about this, he was United's top goal scorer at one time because yeah. he took the penalties with three in October. Yeah, and then obviously I, I, I think he would only have to buy, buy penalty. Edison, not, probably not going to score from one no, to another. No, it'd have to be a penalty. But then is that taking... That taking the mickey a bit? Yes, I, I agree. Just a little bit disrespectful just to let him do it because the league's all Well, just let me let you a secret. Over, over this past few weeks, we've had... Uh, we've had Silva taking a penalty, we've had Aguero taking penalties, we've had Jesus taking penalties, we've had yeah. Gundogan taking penalties, we've had Sterling taking penalties. Hang on a minute, in our, in our many, day... Are you getting too many penalties? You have one penalty. <laughs> I'll tell yeah, you but, but to be fair, Mickey, you have to get in the box to get a penalty. Pep Guardiola <laughs> says there is plenty more to play come, for come this season. Come back from that one. And he's not wrong. There's a load of records that City can still break this season. Premier League records that will take some beating. We'll go through them in a bit as well. And we will talk FA Cup for Manchester United. If you want to get involved, 0345-7625. We'll speak to you next on the Football Social. That's Manchester Football Social. Call 0345 and have your say winning with Gowing Law. This is the Excess Manchester Football Social. We've got Mickey Thomas and Gary Owen in the studio waiting to take your calls. 0345 7625 is the number if you want to get involved. 87711 is the text number. Go on, Gio. You set us a little teaser then going into the break. Which football team has never been relegated? Well, it's that well-known Lincolnshire side club called Gainsborough Trinity. Oh, yeah. Gainsborough. The yeah, Gains. You remember them, don't you, now? The Trinity. 45 <laughs> years since they were first formed in 1873. Never been promoted. Never been relegated. The only time they've ever moved out of a div division was when the divisions were, were being restructured, uh, constructed, sorry. And um, on Saturday, 
Playing against relegation rivals Telford, 2-0 up. And within 15 minutes, they shipped in three goals. Oh. That condemned them. Lee Sinnott, you remember he used to play at, uh, yeah. at uh, Walsall. Yeah. Uh, he's the manager. He's got that, that yeah. lovely title of the only one in 145 years to get this side relegated to the Northern Premier League. It'd so be a bit boring, wouldn't it? Never getting relegated. Never. It's the it's the opposite of Man City's history. That. At least you'd know the league, though, wouldn't it? At least you'd <laughs> yeah. know the league. You'd know the away grounds at like the back of your hand after 40, 140. Apart from two million. each year, yeah. yeah. Right, well, Manchester United are getting pretty used to trips to Wembley and there'll be another one looking for a 20th FA Cup title win. A record if they can overcome Chelsea in that final place. But here's a question for you. Suddenly... Are Manchester United back in love with the FA Cup? Because it wasn't that long ago when the FA were throwing paddies about them fielding weakened teams because Manchester United had bigger fish to fry in the Premier League and the Champions League. Or is that a symbol of where the club is now in the English league hierarchy? That the FA Cup has to be important to them because it's one they have more chance of winning. It's the last one. Three, four, five, it is. Treble one, 76, 25 is the phone number if you want to get involved on that. That aside, Mickey... Little digs about the status of the club. It was a great win at the weekend, and it, it was an it important was a good win, win as well. And the FA Cup, they have a good history in it. You know, they they win it this time round, go level with Arsenal. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, the, the trophy. And Gabby knows what I'm going to say here because I say it every time. It's a monster. It's the big one. <laughs> it's the big one. No, but you know, we we both played in FA Cups and that. I mean, for I think for a British style play, uh, player or a fan, they love it. Still I think it. European players I, as well, Mickey, when yeah. it comes to... Well, not European, but any foreign yeah. player come here, they see the the FA Cup and the tradition it has. They all want to be part of it. Yeah. They all want to go to win. I think as fans, not, I mean, we all love we, the FA Cup, don't we? have to say, the final is going to be a, a tough game with Chelsea, of course, with Conte and uh, Mourinho there. A little bit of a spat has been long going on. Um, but it's off the pitch is not a problem. It's on the pitch. We need to win that game and, and win the trophy, guys, because City have got two. We want to get at least one in the cabinet and then... Try and build an app for next year, but as you know, it's not going to be easy. There's plenty, there's plenty to uh, to get your teeth into as well because Mourinho against his old side, yeah. Mata and um, yeah, Matic, well, and Matic yeah. against their old side, Lukaku as well. Yeah, Lukaku. So there's a lot of um, there's a lot of key battles that, that will go on. You want to win it, guys, don't you? If you get to win, yeah. you want to win it. I, listen, uh, on Friday I had Tottenham to beat United. Mm. Mickey had obviously. You know, I went two one. He went one nil. Um, and and he got it right, but I think the hardest job has been done. As long as it's not in United's head, they think the hardest job. I think beating Tottenham and Tottenham was very ineffective in the second half, and that's probably the way that United controlled the game. They made it very difficult. There was no space. Made it very uh, difficult. They started well, guys. First fifteen. Yeah, first minutes. they did. First twenty. And when they went one 0 up, I could only fear worse for you. But yeah. when. United won it. You'd have to say, yeah, they deserve to win it, especially with the second. They played it. Not the most attractive to watch, but they won the game, but through. I think it was that, a very Mourinho-esque performance, absolutely. wasn't it? It was. They did the, what they needed to do. I think the hard part is out the way, as long as they don't f- think that, because I think Chelsea are not the Chelsea of old, and I think United can turn them over. Uh, we've got Ant on the line. He's a red even Ant. You're right. Hi, lads. You're all right. How are you doing? You pleased? Were you pleased with the FA Cup win? I mean, obviously you're pleased with the win at the weekend, but at the end of the day, was it one of those situations where, I mean, it's really important for Mourinho. It changes the season completely if he can get a trophy out of this, doesn't it? Yeah, it's 
typical Mourinho, he always finds a way. Do you know what I mean? He did it, he did it last season with the Europa League. When there's one competition that you've got to focus on, he does it well. And I don't blame him if, if he plays weakened teams now in the Premier League all the way to the end and just don't focus on this final because that's what you've got to do when you're in his position. You'd risk the Premier League status and finishing second for the trophy that is the FA Cup. I mean, both come with the European qualification. That's all important, really. Second through to fourth, is, is, what's the difference over the money? We, we don't really need it. We've got enough of it. Um, so for me, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd play all the youth team players. I'd look after the big stars ready for uh, Chelsea at Wembley. What, what about um, a little bit further forward now? For next season, of course, we, we haven't won the, the Premier League. How many do you think will be coming in to the club? How many what players? Players, yeah. I, I think we need three or four, myself. Yeah. I think we, we definitely need to strengthen at the back. Um, I, I'm worried about Martial possibly going. Um, he's one of my favourite players. I yeah. think if he does leave, I think we do need to bring someone in as a backup. Not not necessarily someone in the realms of Sanchez or Pogba, not a high-status player, but someone there just in case either of them two get injured to play in the midfield role. But um, definitely full-backs, I think, is our main priority yeah. in the summer. There's been a lot of rumours about Pogba as well and whether his future at the club is going to... Well, if he's going to be there next season. Do you believe the rumours that he could be on the way? Because, I mean, after the first, the first 20 minutes, he was pretty ineffectual. But after that, he had a good game at the weekend. Um, I'm in two minds sometimes. I don't care. Sometimes I look at it and think if he goes, he goes. He's not been brilliant. But then, like you say... Uh, he took the game by the scruff of the neck, didn't he? Pretty much ran that midfield at weekend. And then it's times like that where you think you've got a decent player on your hands and you don't really want to let him go. So, I mean, we'll see how he goes. But How, ma how, many, how many players do you think we'll, we'll offload? That question to you. How many do you think we'll be going? How many do you think we'll be Seven or eight. Easily seven or eight players that are not Man United standard. And they never were, but... They were brought in by set, different sets of managers. And Mourinho's done really well, I feel, with the players that he's got. He's inherited a lot of Fergie's team. He's inherited a lot of Deadwood brought in by Moyes and Van Gaal. Um, but what he's done with them is it's been sound. I mean, we're Man United. All we want to do is win trophies. And at the minute, he's got us doing that, so you can't complain. Yeah, I, I, said, I said it today. And I think, you know, I'd like to see four or five players come in. I really would to enhance our chances of giving City a run for the money. But uh, I said, we'll have to wait and see what comes in. Well, it's interesting what Ant says about players being bought in by other managers, including yeah. Fergie. When you look at your back four that played in the FA Cup at the weekend, Valencia, Smalling, Jones and Young, four players, all bought in by Alex Ferguson, are still your back four at the moment. I think their average yeah. age is something between 29 and 30, so it's ageing. That is a real area that needs attention, isn't it? Of course it is, yeah, I mean, not so much centre-halves. I think I think when Jones plays alongside Bayer, I think that's a decent partnership. Mm. Rojo, he had a good season last year. Um, when he gets back from injury, he'll be brilliant. I, I, I'm more, it's the full-backs. have got two wingers that are playing there, you know what I mean? They're ageing, they haven't got the pace anymore. I, well, I say they haven't got the pace. Valencia's still pretty quick, but... You need some young, fresh blood in there, you know what I mean? And um, I can't see I can't see why he's not giving Luke Shaw the opportunity. I know he's giving chance after chance, but for me, when he plays, he doesn't make that many major errors, but obviously there's something that Mourinho don't like about him, so maybe he looks like he might be the one to go. Top man, Ant. Cheers for coming on. Appreciate that. No worries, Jim. Take care, lad. If you want to get involved, 0345 7625 is the number. 87711 is the text number. I think Chris Smalling had a good game at the weekend, and the FA clearly agreed with oh, me as well. Oh, funny that was. I mean, 
There was I don't a... think that should happen, really. I think um, uh, someone's going to get into trouble. Someone might lose a job over that. Like, yeah, would you say that? Mm. Just to fill in the blanks in case anyone hasn't seen it, the FA, the official FA Twitter account, posted a picture of Chris Smalling and the caption said, What's in your pocket, Chris? Which the video, when you clicked on Chris Smalling's face, was him saying Harry Kane. And it was funny. The FA have now had to apologise for sending that tweet. But Chris Smalling did a great job. Yeah, he did. One of the best strikers I, I in this thought, country. I thought Jones and uh, him were outstanding on the day. I did agree. I think the first 15 guards, 20 minutes, I think I was concerned. They got the goal and they looked like they can unlock us. Mm. I thought exposed with Valencia right back. I didn't think he got enough support in front of him. And I thought, yeah, this is a problem. We're gonna, they had a, was it Kane just missed on the far mm. post? If that had gone in the second goal, it might have been a different game. But thankfully he missed that. And then we gladly got in the game and then we took control of it. We were the better side in the end. There's no question about what's that. Your, what's your take on it? Because since he's come back, Kane, and he came back quicker than than, than anybody predicted he would do. So they obviously rushed him back. I don't think, having watched him now against us and against United, that, OK, uh, we can all say that that uh, United put him in his pocket, City put him in his pocket, but Kane's too good a player for anybody to give him as little chances as, as we he had against us and against United. I think they brought him back too quickly and he's suffering. now. He's not looking quite as sharp. No, and that may well be a hindrance if that injury is not cleared up absolutely right. He's a key player that's going to the World Cup for England, and he's he's a key player for any chances we've got of progressing out of that group. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad we won that game for one take. Um, Deli Ali with that silly dance he did. <laughs> <laughs> the dental floss that dance is called Mickey. I saw somebody else on um, on on the EFL goals on Sunday yeah. morning. He did that one as well. Yeah, if you want yeah. to bust it out, it's called the dental floss. You can find some instructions online. Maybe we'll video you guys doing it. And no way, Ozzy. Social. All right, well, what one last you question. Do you, <laughs> you want to give it a go now? No, I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, leave it out. You know. no when way. I dance, I look like I'm allergic to music, so uh, I'll give that one a miss. I just want to talk about the tickets for the FA Cup final as well, because there's been a story today about the price increases. A ticket that would have cost you 65 quid at the semi-final, the exact same seat watching the exact same team in the exact same venue will be £145 for the final in Wembley. Is that the FA just taking the mick? Are they taking fans for granted now? Can I just ask one question? Because, it, listen, Mickey will be able to... Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm interested to hear his view, but is it different than the last year's FA Cup final? Yeah, it's been a price increase on last year. Uh, Some tickets have remained the same, to be fair. There are still price bands that are £35 for the cheapest tickets, but that increase represents 72%, I believe, increase on last year, which is a ridiculous price hike. Yeah, but you know, the thing about it is, and Mickey will have his take on it, is uh, supply and demand. They obviously know that they can get rid of them because they can sell Wembley for a cup final, especially with Chelsea United in it, ten times over. So. But that won't be real... Will that be real fans that are paying some that yes, money to go not. down there? Does no. that just increase I think the amount of United half City, half I think United City, Liverpool, Arsenal... You're now getting the fans that would just want to come. They don't care what the price is. They just want to see those teams. And that's how our football has gone. And the showpiece of an FA Cup final with Chelsea United in it. But people guys, pay whatever know, for, it needs. For the real fan that hasn't yeah. got financial wealth, whatever, wrong. you know, hasn't got enough money, you know, outprice them, which is wrong for me. You know, there's a lot of true fans out there never really get to a final, whatever. And the increase is staggering for me. I think it's not good. Um, and healthy as well. So... The real fan that hasn't got that much money is going to miss out, Jim. And you're right, Gary's right. 
you know, demand on those tickets will be immense. And they know they can sell them. They're going to sell out for the FA Cup final. Makes no difference who's there. Well, it does make a difference, of course it does. But United in the final, as Gary said, it's a big draw and it's Chelsea. Mm-hmm. 0345 is the number if you want to get involved in tonight's Excess Manchester football social. Speaking to Gary Owen and Mickey Thomas, we're going to talk about City and their 5-0 win over Swansea next. Lucky. Plus Wigan. <laughs> Five flukes, <laughs> all of them. Wigan are back in the championship. Congratulations to them. We're going to talk to one of their fans about how that one. feels and about the future of the club as well. This is the Excess Manchester football social. Live from Manchester, the Excess Manchester football social. Call 035 and have your say winning with Gowing Law. This is the Excess Manchester Football Social. We've got Gary Owen and Mickey Thomas in the studio waiting to take your calls. Still time to get involved just if you want to give us a bell on 0345 7625. That's the number. And we're going to talk about Man City now. Their game versus Swansea. It was all over in the league. But it was an important game to win, wasn't it, Gary? Because well, after the kind of slight anti-climax of last weekend, it was a proper celebration. Well, it was a celebration when United got vicious against West Brom, actually, because we did it without having to play. But it made the game against uh, against Swansea just a party atmosphere from start to finish. But what I did like that uh, Pep Guardiola said, he said, I want to see how these players now react with success. Mm-hmm. They've won the league. Did he take the foot off the pedal? I've seen it happen in uh, in Bayern when he was in Germany. And Barcelona and as Barcelona, well. And Barcelona. Do you think, oh, we're already on the beach? No, I want to see what hunger's still in them. There's records to go for. Let's go and do we, We've got a purpose to play. And really, and then they said to him, well, how, how will you and when will you start to concentrate on, on defending this premiership? He said it starts with Swansea. Well, Even though the points don't count, he wants that winning mentality going to the end of the season and start the new season. And, and, and really, that's what fans want to hear. And there was no after the Lord Mayor's show on uh, on Sunday. It could quite easily have been that it could have been like a practice game. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes we played like a practice game. It, I mean, but I've got to say Swansea looked defeated when they walked in that. They looked like rabbits caught in the headlights, and they were. Five, if you'd have said ten, nobody could have argued. And when they went 2-0 down after 17 minutes, and then they went 3-4-5 down, I bet they were thinking, oh, just get me off this pitch. We'll talk about the game in more detail in a minute, but you mentioned the records that Pep Guardiola said, we have more records to beat. I've got the records that can be beaten here. There's four of them And the feasible, actually. Well, tell me whether you think they're going to do it. Let's have a little kind of a a sportsman's bet. Mickey and Gary, you can tell me whether Man City are going to beat these records over the next four or five games. We've got four games left. Four games left, Okay, So most points in a Premier League season, currently being set by Chelsea, 2004-2005, 95 points, City currently on 90. They're going to beat that one? Yes. Mickey? Easy. Got Brighton at home, Huddersfield at home, uh, West Ham away and uh, Southampton away. It's five points there. Yes. Right, most wins in a Premier League season. Set by Chelsea, 2016-2017, 30 wins, City currently on 29. Yes. Mickey? Yeah. Yeah, going to win that one as well. So, most goals in a season. That's 103 goals. Chelsea again, 2009-2010 seasons. City currently on 98, so five goals shy yes. of that. Mickey? Next game. <laughs> you wouldn't put it past them, would you? Uh, and biggest title-winning margin. This is the one that I think sort of maybe could go either way. Currently, the biggest title-winning margin is owned by that record by Mickey. 
United. And by United. 2099-2000 seats. So 1999-2000 season. 18 points is the gap. City currently on a 16-point gap. Can they extend that to 18 points by the end of the season? Yes. Mickey? Yep. So they're going to have a clean sweep. All the major... Well, we don't get a trophy that. for them, though. We don't get a trophy for that. No, we don't, know. Only the, only the premiership this year. It is testament yeah. to how absolutely outstanding City have been this season. And I'll tell you what else, watching the game at the weekend, the Swansea game, and as you say, it could have been a dead rubber. It could have meant absolutely nothing. But the way City played, it was probably one of the best games I've seen City play. And it occurred to me... You don't watch me enough, then, you? Well, I probably don't. <laughs> seeing that kind of beautiful football. But the way they passed the ball was what impressed me most. Another record Every on, pass is on positive. Sunday. Well, they were. Most passes in a game, wasn't yeah, it? But every pass every is positive. Every pass, 1,015 passes. Every pass is forward or has a purpose to it. There is no keeping possession for the sake of keeping possession, which is kind of what I always associated Guardiola's teams with. Maybe Sometimes you have before. to keep possession because you saw it with... They set up with 10 behind the, behind the ball and left one IU up front, and then he sometimes dropped back into it, especially early on. But what they did, it was patient early doors. Well, obviously not that patient because scored two in 17 minutes. But eventually, somebody loses concentration in the Swansea side and breaks rank because they think, I'm going to go and win that. Mm. I, I can win that. Then when they break rank, everything that they've set up all goes to pot. One's out of the equation, then it opens up. Then somebody has to go into another position that they've not, not been working on that pulls somebody else out of position, and that's what happened. You, against City, I think you've got to really be... Well, I hate to say it, but like Mourinhoism trained, where they all know the game, they don't get pulled out of position. United can defend uh, um, a goal as as good as anybody. And only when somebody loses concentration and goes out, we're able to pick them off, and that's what happened against Guys, I know we're, we're a fair way from the end of the season yet, but is that 11, whatever, breathtaking football, amazing football, how many... Guess wise, I suppose it'll be, but how many do you think next year he would want to bring in, and how many players could you offload? Because them, them players yeah. there have shown that they're good enough to win the league now. A lot that yeah. we bought have been bought for the future. When you look at Laporte, twenty-three, yeah. Jesus, nineteen, Sarney, yes. nineteen, twenty. So a lot's been bought for the future. No two ways about it. So nobody's moving. But we, but we do need a striker. There's, there's uh, question marks over Aguero, like there always is. Uh, but but even with Aguero and Jesus, that's only two. We need to bring in, in another striker without a, without a doubt. Will Will Bravo stay there um, and just just pick up his wages and be happy to be number yeah. two when he's a Chilean <laughs> international? Uh, in that case, you need to look for another keeper. But we've got young Gunn at Norwich that needs to come back. Uh, we've got young uh, Phil Foden that's coming in who had a great twenty minutes when he came on. Uh, Abraham. Uh, Diaz. Yeah, it's always going, yeah? So there's there's players that can be brought in, but we will have to bring in, without a shadow of a doubt, we're going to have to bring in a striker or two strikers. That's a certainty. Now, where else we're looking to bring in, I don't know, but I've been reading, and it, and it still won't go away, that we're looking to bring in a holding midfield player as well. So Fabian yeah. Delph mm -hmm. is the interesting one for me, because he's, he's a player that's had a great season, oh, but yeah. with Mendy coming back at the weekend, you'd kind of question where he fits in with that City side next season, wouldn't you? Well, you would. Of he's course. a utility player and he's always useful. Of course you would. And he's been outstanding. You know, because of his form, we've not missed Mendy. We haven't missed him because of his form. But also, we've got young Zinchenko, who's, you know, a, a Ukraine international. He's only 21. He's he's there as well. So, and we've got uh, uh, Angelino that's over in, um, in, in Spain playing with uh, Girona. Mm. 
He's been having great reviews over there, so he may be coming back in the squad. So some will be brought into the squad from our different teams and through through the youth will be brought into the squad and give the chance. But we definitely need strikers. And yeah, yeah Tori's going, guys. He's going. Tori, yeah, yeah, I'll go. And they'll make the Brighton game a special night for Yaya. Yeah. But he came on, Mickey. Yeah, he came on. He? he came on. What an assist. And he, uh, listen, and he, he, he put Vinny in, but Vinny was like a fish out of the water. He didn't know what to do. He was on the six-yard box. Yeah. He tried to get on his knee, on his foot. He tried to head it in. But he's the only one in our team that can play that ball. We can play it through them. We can play it down the side of him. We can play it between them. But that little ball over the top, which, A, got Vinny in, got Jesus in for the header, uh, got another couple in that didn't make the best of it and a couple of offsides, but he's the only one that plays that ball. Do you think we'll see Torre in the Premier League next season? No. Do you think he'll go off to Italy or maybe, I don't know? He listen, he could go to China and fill his boots, although his MLS. boots are very full already. MLS, he could... Uh, yeah, I mean, he can go anywhere because although he doesn't have the, the legs anymore to get around the pitch like he used to do, and then some people say he's never been able to do that. But trust me, he was he was fantastic for us. He was the catalyst to get us into the position that we're in. So everybody will remember Yaya forever. But, you know, age catches up in everybody. But one thing he can do, give him the ball, he can hold it, he can pass it, he can see a, a pass, and he'll be useful for Sunday. You talked about Phil Foden there. Yeah. And you, young players coming through, you think that'll happen next season. Fans would love it if more younger players from the Man City Academy come through. If they're good enough. And, well, that's testament to Phil Foden, isn't it, coming through this season. When you look at that team, that Manchester mm. City team, it's difficult enough for young players to get a break in the Premier League anyway, but to break into that team full of superstars just shows the potential this player has. And I'll tell you what's the good thing about it is, Mickey, I don't know if you've seen him, but he looks comfortable in that team as well. He does not look out of place. He looks comfortable on the ball. He plays the way the rest of them play. He, obviously, through working with him day in, day out. And uh, he was unlucky not to have an assist when he, he gave Jesus a free header from five yards. And now Jesus didn't score. I had no idea. He had it straight to keep his hands. But he had a great, great 20 minutes, which gave him more experience. I think he started now. Well, he's had 11, 11 lots of first-team action this season for somebody of 17. He's, uh, he's, he's going in the right direction. When you look at the goals scored, and we were talking about, we started the show, so let's wrap it up that way. We talked about how KDB hasn't scored as many goals as Salah, obviously. Salah's been breaking records. <coughs> but you look at the goals scored throughout that Man City team, and you can see they don't need a Salah. David Silva scored his 10th goal of the season. That makes him the sixth player in that City squad to reach double figures this season. Aguero's got 30, Sterling 23, Jesus 15, Sane's got 13, De Bruyne's got 12. There are goals all over the pitch. And has that been the secret to City this year? Previous seasons, as you alluded to earlier, there's been key players. When you've lost those key players, it's caused serious issues for the Man City team. This season, when you lose a player, there is another ready-made substitute to come in. And we've part not, of that's building And we've not missed squad. those players, which uh, two seasons ago, a season ago, we would have missed them. But um, Kyle Walker and uh, Fabian Delph. Forget Edison because unless we get a penalty, well, those two will be wondering how come I've not been on the score sheet this year. The only two I think has not scored Otamendi has, uh, Stones has, uh, Vinny has. So I think they've all scored. And there's only, I think, uh, Fabian and uh, and Kyle Walker from this team that normally plays that's not chipped in with a couple of goals. Man, you, Kyle Walker, I think if you put him five yards out, his shoot is not the best I've seen this season. I watched that game at the weekend, Mickey, thinking, I can't see how other teams in the Premier League can compete with this next season. Even if Man United, and as you said, Mick, uh, Gary earlier, Jose said he's not going to be a big spender in the 
next 12 months. We'll uh, have to wait and see whether that comes true. If United spend £300 million on new players, for example, that's going to bring them to a point. But they've still got a lot of catching up to do to be able to compete with City next season, haven't they? I think what... I'm not sure who said it there, but I always have a bit of fun tonight. But I thought he said about Guardiola was right. He said about having all that money and buying all those players... The one thing is, Gary knows in the dressing room, you have to make that work. And he's done it. Mm. And I'll give him credit for that. It's all right having a bit of fun on the radio, but you have to say, you can have all the best players, but you still have to get them to perform and keep all them players on a, on a happy, happy level, don't you guys? Mm-hmm. We've been in dressing room, so we know what it's like. So you have to give him credit for that. But again, I'll, 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 I'll emphasise this, that if you're going to compete against City... You've got to be better. You've got to go and get better players. Um, they have a style. They have a unique way of playing. It's a good way. It's very pleasing for that. I like that type of football. But if United are going to do that, they'll have to get some players in. There's no question. If you're talking about building a team and making them gel together then, uh, yeah. which manager would you back to be the manager? If you gave them all an open checkbook, you gave them all 300 million quid to spend, which manager from that current kind of top four-ish would you back to be able to well, do that I most effectively? Is still thriving. Or Mourinho? I think Mourinho is still striving. I think I, I've said it all season. I still think he needs three or four players to get his side on that pitch and he'll be comfortable. He has inherited other uh, managers' players. And I think he's still trying to get his side out there. But as I said, we can't take too long because City have already demonstrated that they're there for the future. Mickey, Gary, thank you very much for this evening's football social. See you Friday. See you Friday. See you Friday.